0: Hi. Hey everyone, welcome back to Autism On Shift. I'm
1: Thora. And I'm Adam. This week's episode picks up where we left off with our good buddy Will. Uh, last year, he registered for a CIC, which is a community interest company uh, where he is uh, trying to help people out.
0: Uh, for those who don't know, that is the UK equivalent of a nonprofit.
1: Yes, and he's going to help autistic people uh, with work, which you'll find out in this episode.
0: To catch the first part of this two-part episode, make sure to listen to Will, uh, our interview with Will, uh, with the title of Carpenter. Join us. Let's jump right in.
1: Uh, Is there uh, something that you can say that, you know, hey, having autism actually really helps me in in this place here?
2: Yeah, so that um, because I set up my uh, my own CIC, my own charitable company, um, but it hit just as lockdown happened. I mean, I I got registered on the sixteenth of March, and uh, two days beforehand, that's when the national lockdown came in in England. Um, so what I started doing was I started writing uh, small pieces on different things, but what I I I, I tried to follow a format of, um, well, we've got this aspect of neurodiversity this is how it affects me or how it affects somebody I know, but this is how you as a manager or as a company can use it to increase your ROI by doing this uh, reasonable adjustment. Um, The example I always give, um, I went to a conference a a couple of years ago and this, this was kind of the thing that inspired me to set up my own CIC um, was um, the, there's an IT development company in Sheffield. So, you know, Midlands type of area in uh, in England, and uh, they do uh, testing on apps, software, websites. They also do the building from scratch and things like that. Um, for-profit company, no problem. Talked to the, the guy in charge of it, uh, the managing director, and, uh, you, know, you know, we are a for-profit, you know, we're here to make money. Um, and he said, this one day, I had this application from a, a man that's six foot four so you know i'm six foot and i'd be looking up at him um tower over him so a uh, the guy came in and he's you know he, he read that th- this guy put in his application i'm autistic okay he says i'll give him a chance because i don't really understand it myself this is him not me um <laughs> but <laughs> it so he met with this tall guy, six foot four. And he hand, he got talking to him. He, he actually said that he quite liked him, but he handed him a workflow. And he said, how long would it take you to complete this workflow? And the the, the man looked at it and flicked through. Um, and he said, he sucked through his teeth like a salesman selling you a dodgy car or something. And says, um, eight, nine hours. And uh, this man said, when he was telling the story, he stopped and went, Eight to nine hours. Really... Ex- and th- this poor man panicked. He went, I'll do it in six if you really push me. And he said, it's two weeks worth of work. Oh. <laughs> now, here's where uh, the guy realised about reasonable adjustments. Now... This guy being a standard IT autistic nerd uh, type of guy, and that's not me putting him down in any way. No, no, that no, is a compliment. Uh, yeah, yeah no, no. Um, I, I consider nerd and geek to be quite compliments. Um, I've got my D twenty ready to roll my initiative, <laughs> nice. um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, the the caveat that uh, to hiring this guy to and him having his workflow so fast. Six foot four four tall man. He has to work under his desk with a blanket over his desk. And when uh, he he was told, uh, when this managing director was told this, he said, well, that'll look weird to the customers. But you are cutting down my workload by almost two weeks. So that's going to save me a lot of money. I'll tell you what, let's do it. Um, so now <laughs> this, uh, they have to actually raise the desk up. It's one of those adjustable desks for um, RSI. So they raise up the desk. He sits underneath it with his snacks and his red Bull and things like that. You know, <laughs> and he sits and he codes under the desk for yeah. a solid day or two. Wow. But the results are there. And this guy it almost it has now converted his company, his limited company, into a um, community interest company, a, a, a CIC or a KIC. Um, because he almost only exclusively hires people with autism because that's his awesome. return of investment is so high <laughs> from the hyper-focused nature so of autism. He, ha- he he finds out what caveats he has to deal with. There's one guy who's agoraphobic. He doesn't have to leave his house to do the work, so he's agreed to hire him. He's set him up with all the equipment at home. The only caveat that this guy's got is he has to be on the 10 a.m. Uh, phone call. There's one guy that... It- so basically, this managing director all of a sudden has to actually manage his people rather than just say, well, here's some targets, go and do them. He actually is doing the human resources side of management. And by doing that, he's not only getting an amazing return on investment, he's giving somebody a chance uh, that wouldn't necessarily have that chance. And I think that's that's the hard thing. And that's why I want to move uh, from... uh awareness to acceptance and that's that's a big thing for me um yeah uh, and these caveats just being able to do them or being able to just check in i mean um, i'm working with a young gentleman uh, early 20s uh he's got adhd and he wants to be a gardener so i've been working that's this last year i said i'm not taking any money i'm going to use this as a t- as a time to learn how to do this and learn what i need to do i've been trying to find someone to take him on but the problem that he's got is uh with him having adhd you mentioned he's got adhd a lot of the time they'll say oh that's just for the head cases uh, people with head cases are adhd aren't they no they're not it, you know but this young lad he, he's similar autism he gets hyper focused in his job he actually needs to be managed and told he needs to take a break or he needs to have a glass of water Water or take his lunch or something like that um i'm still working with him but in in the meantime he's a he stepped on um we've got the um uh the local park which is run by a small group of volunteers uh he's uh i put him in touch with her um a woman called mandy armstrong and uh she's uh, she's agreed to take him on as the local parkie because um the uh, the old guys who were doing it have decided that you know they're in their seventies. They don't want to have to do it anymore. So he's stepping on as the new Parky. He's um, there was an initiative that with a local charity I work with uh, that I'm a, a, on the board of trustees and we set up an orchard but nobody took it on. So he's uh, now taking that on, um, and so he's getting he's got recommendation from at least two charities and one charitable company. And uh, I've put him in touch with somebody who can do an application for the access to work. And we're going to look at seeing if we can get him linked up with um, an actual gardener to take him out and make sure that he's not overwhelmed and everything. Because at the end of the day, we can, you know, doing all this volunteer work, it's great. It does make you feel good. You are getting out of the house. You are accomplishing to somebody. We need money. At the end yeah. of the day we need money and uh, and that uh, earning our own money is is a real big step and that, uh, that's that's what I, I, I like I want to kind of be involved with even if it, I'm just in the room having the conversation it's nice yeah. and I think uh, it definitely uh, I think
1: you're definitely definitely going to succeed it can see that you're the kind of person that can make that happen and, and I also want to say thank you for the uh, story pri- prior because I think it Oops. illustrates exactly that everybody is capable, and uh, it sometimes it takes just something different for somebody to take the time to recognize what's needed, to listen. You know, you're saying it's not just awareness; it's you know, um, it's it's action. Uh, you know, at that point of, of and and I think it illustrates it well. So thank you for the that. I appreciate that.
0: If I may ask. Um, so from what I understand, you're not, you're not actually hiring people for your business, but you are, um, taking people and and training them and connecting them to people that they need. Right. So, so there's like a kind of an interview process in there where you meet that person. How does that differ from a standard interview in corporate world?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, to a point I'm at the moment, I'm not training them that, that is the, end goal to set up uh, tr- um, to be able to train people up, to give people real world experience. Um, Cause you know, we can go into a classroom and make, uh, make stuff and uh, get a piece of paper that says we can do so- uh, something, but that doesn't necessarily, we can mean we can do it in the real um, world of capitalism. Um, sure, yeah. And my mum, she was the first in the family to go to university and she went in her forties um, and she, always explained to me she got like a really good maths degree uh, she could have went in as a bank manager but she went and taught and said because that's what she wanted to do that was her end goal um, she said a degree doesn't mean that you're intelligent it means that you can, it's a piece of paper at the end of the day and it's just a piece of paper that says you can stick at something for a certain amount of time exactly you know, yeah so a degree isn't a be-all and end-all <laughs> I like having one I like using my letters Especially since I've got a bachelor of science, which you know, it, I feel it has that little extra weight. Um, I keep joking with my girlfriend there uh, because she's got a BA and an MA, and I keep saying uh, She says she, when she says stuff, I go, "Yeah, but you've only got an MA." She goes, "You've only got a bachelor's." Yeah, but it's a bachelor's of science. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 uh, I, I've upset a couple of people, but it, it's it's only it's meant to be good natured. Um, of but, course, yeah. Um, so when i when i went around and met this uh young gentleman it's uh, i actually was asked by his mum and dad to come round, uh to do some design work for the uh front of the house um to build uh, an oak seat with um shoe racks and things like that and as well as um uh, an oak uh, unit to hang their coats on with a, a bit of storage now that uh, that didn't go forward because um they've got a son that's in a in a wheelchair and they had to change their funds and i got talking about the the charity i just registered I, I refer to it as a charity and people who will get funny with me it's not a, a necessarily a full-fledged charity but it's a charitable interest company it's you know as i say it's what's considered probably a non-profit or anything you know it's, it's a company but you know with with an intent to help someone um, so I, I just told her about that and uh, she actually messaged me through my uh page um and uh I, The name of the charity I've got is Atypical Support CIC. Um, I quite like that because I was watching the show Atypical at the (laughs) time. And uh, I ended up talking. uh, I messaged one of the actors of it, uh, um, an actress, well... Is she an actress or an actor? I can't remember what she identifies as, but Tal Anderson. And she was nice enough to actually have a conversation with me. And now we, you know, we text quite regularly. It's, you know, it's quite nice to have somebody in uh, that works at Netflix and lives in, uh, lives in California, uh, you know, head, uh, heads and goes to Hollywood and stuff. And uh, she's, uh, she's doing all these uh, film events. And then she messaged me and goes, how's your puppies? <laughs> yeah. You know, it is it, it, quite nice. So uh, like uh, that, uh, like looking into the the, um, the name and everything. So uh, that's why I like the atypical. It's not your average support. Um, or it's not your typical support, but it's atypical. Um, uh, so sh- um, sh- his mum messaged me and explained the situation. I came out and I explained, look, uh, there are a few avenues. Um, tell me about you. Tell me about what you do. Tell me about what you've done so far uh, to try and get somewhere on your own. Um, and he explained he volunteers on a regular basis at two or three different places. Um, He, you know, he does basic upkeep in the local heritage place, which we, uh, it's called Gibside hall. Um, uh, It's part of the national trust. So it's run by, um, you know, uh, a national organization to be able to keep the heritage in England and all the rest. And he okay. volunteers there and he, fo- uh, you know, he's hyper focused, he goes around cutting grass, but, you know, um, when he's applied the place, as I say, he either gets knocked back or he he has to travel and he's, he didn't have a driving license and he still doesn't because COVID's uh, meant that he hasn't been able to continue on with his lessons. So we really need some uh, to take somebody on, but somebody to take him on. But in England, um, we don't have big. We well we've got some big companies but usually it's small self-employed people who um subcontract work when they have like a big job on um which is more common but they are expected to get there themselves so we need somebody to work with them so i've been going around i've been asking and uh, uh, i keep looking at different options and i've hit a bit of a roadblock so now that's when i've started pulling in other people um but potentially um if uh if he wants me to Uh, he could ask me to be his mentor and then that's when I'd get paid to actually support him. Um, Whether that's going to be the best for him, I don't know. And I'm not interested in making money from him at this point uh i i just want to see if i can get a success story out of this and yeah. that, that's the that's the main bit first working out how i'm going to get paid is a different thing Um yeah, it's easy when it comes to the woodwork because i'm actually producing stuff and if i had a workshop for the um the charitable company then i'd be able to produce items to to sell to so then, um the idea originally was uh, to take people on, on a volunteer basis uh they come in as if it's work and if I can make enough money then I can then hire them on a part-time basis yeah. and then uh, get them to train somebody else up and uh or if they if they can if I can't pay them I can leverage that to help uh, get them into actually gainfully employed and say well look I am a company um but I uh, you know I can't afford to take them on and uh, would you be able to and I'll back you uh, back them up I'll organize training for your staff and things like that but you know and that's where I'd be going into it. So that that was the idea I had of making money. So I, I told him right from the very beginning I wasn't planning on making money from him. So if he doesn't want me to be his mentor, I'll still be there to you know ask things sure, or yeah. Yeah. Um, and all the rest. But if he does, then that's the you next know what's step. Funny
0: and and I, I think this is something that people don't get about autistic people in general. We are not typically motivated by the same things that neurotypical people are motivated by. Like you said, money is a is a secondary thing. It's not what you're after. It's not what it's about. And it um, does seem hmm. to
1: come as long as you're doing something. That, I mean, when you're doing things for the right reasons, I mean, that's that, it's secondary, but it's... It- it evolves into that oh, anyway. Sure.
0: I mean, it's helpful. We all need it. We right, all right, use yeah, yeah. it. It's great. But that's not what gets us going. No, that's right. not
2: what does. Oh, I'm not looking to buy a Ferrari. Uh, you know, I'd like a Tesla or whatever. I right? especially, like, uh, especially like the, uh, the Cybertruck. And I don't care how, um, you know, uh, it uh, like bad an opinion that might be, but I also agree with that. That uh, Star Wars Episode One was a good uh, starting point to explain the political side of it, and I think the best sequel to, uh trilogy is the Last Jedi, and I'll fight that to my death. <laughs> <laughs> <I will laughs> but say, uh, yeah, uh, I will say. It's, I, it's, I had a, I was a co-counselor
1: with uh, as as a kid. With somebody who uh, just, uh, who's, who's very successful and, and uh, just uh, took his family in a private jet over to uh, uh, Costa Rica or somewhere. And I said, well, that you know,
0: that, that's not too bad. I, I, I
1: could yeah. live like that too. That'd you be know? nice.
0: <laughs> you know, but you know what? The first thing you thought, uh, the first thing you thought was not, oh, that would be nice. The first thing you thought was, how nice for him. Oh, Good yeah. for him.
2: Yeah, I was happy for him. I was yeah. really happy for him. Well, uh, I mean, well, uh, I mean, I struggle to read, and I I like to learn things. I, I like like you were saying. I want to learn as much as I can, um, and I I listen to some information. And uh, they said if you can't find time to read, download Audible, and if you um yeah. if you uh, if you commute, use that commute time to listen to the book and learn something. Don't necessarily just listen to fiction, but listen to nonfiction. So I try to have like. You know, mostly nonfiction, um, inspirational type of stuff. Um, stuff where I can actually learn. And uh, the latest book that I'm onto is um, oh, I'm gonna have to get the title right here. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, how to not uh, not give a fuck. <laughs> uh, how to not here? Yeah, yeah, the subtle art of not giving a flying f. Uh, by Mark Manson and in that he actually talks and he says look uh, we all have money problems that you know it is a thing um, uh, the guy down the street that's struggling to feed his family might have money problems Warren Buffett has money problems yeah they're different types of money problems yeah. but they're still money problems you know um, uh, yeah, so a a I, billion I... Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> why did you yes. invest in GameStop <laughs> oh those poor hedge funds um My most recent
0: one that I really enjoyed was called The Transformational Consumer by Tara Nicole Nelson. Um, Mm. And it's mainly about um, a whole new way of marketing uh, because people don't want to be sold anything. They want to transform things about their life. And this is how Mm. you help people transform their lives. That's what you make your business about. And I loved it. It was a great book.
2: Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean it's the type of thing that i'm um I'm, I'm doing with the carpentry i mean especially i mean for me covid and lockdown and the pandemic and everything has been and i don't mean to be too polarizing here but it's been really good um uh, i did an interview with uh um dr kate fox uh, she's been recognized by the national autistic society she's a um a writer and comedian Uh, she does a lot of poetry that's how i was introduced to her i i get introduced to these people before i realize how important they are (laughs) as well um yeah well for example this lady pam lawrence who organizes my funding i I only realized that she was uh, really important because i actually read the uh, bottom signature of her email and she's got an mbe uh, she's a member of the british empire so she's uh she's met the queen as well and had a sword swung around her head and stuff and i keep meeting yeah. these people and they, you know uh, they are somewhat important but they actually stop and listen which is you know nice and i'll find out who they are before i actually um
1: maybe that's what it takes to be important is to actually stop and listen
2: yeah um, I don't want to be well don't get me wrong <laughs> yeah
1: I, I would like to hear um real quick um About you were talking before we started recording, uh, you were talking about the building, uh, the community center that you had raised some money for. I just want to hear that story real quick uh, for our listeners, because I think it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm involved in a small, fully-fledged charity. So in England, the designation is CIO, Charitable Interest Organization, I think it stands for. Um, registered with charity, uh, um, the Charity Commission and everything like that. Um, and uh, our organisation is called the Chopwell Regeneration Group. So our village is a small ex-pit mining village. Um, uh, so the pit closed down in the 60s and it's been struggling ever since and there's been that bit of community spirit and stuff, but the businesses have been leaving slowly or the small businesses have been pushed out. Uh, by larger businesses um that that come in some you know we might have like we we've got a thing called the co-op and they might have undercharged um on bread in the eighties in comparison with uh, the local family-run corner shop so it's mostly like um bigger companies, uh and because of that all the shops have shut and everything and um there is there is quite an economic downfall in our village but, um. Uh, I agreed to sit on the board of uh, trustees a couple of years ago and then I've taken a year out um there was uh, I had a disagreement with one of the trustees and I needed some time to reflect and i I, I think I most more than anything I think I'd burnt myself out uh, by being too involved so I've went back with a fresh attitude of I'm not going to fix the world I'm going to fix what I can um and I love it. we we had a bank in the village and it's uh, a single building and everything it's um it was lloyd's bank and they left because there wasn't enough business so they closed up but the building's been derelict for the past five six years or so um well a few years ago the council um bought the building um and they were going to do something with it but honestly they say oh well you know we prefer it to be community i think what happened was they looked inside and realized how much money they were going to have to spend because it was absolutely awful in there and uh, stuff so they turned around to us uh, as the regen group and said if you can raise the funds uh to uh, convert the building you can uh, rent it for a one pound a year. So like a buck 50 a year, but you've got to sign a 35 year lease, which you don't, uh, you don't have, you don't have a get out clause of. Okay. Uh, so that was a bit scary. Um, but when we've looked into it, it's um, the budget was about 180,000 pounds. So around about $220,000. Um, so um, we've raised that. Uh, well, we've we've raised uh, we've raised the basic to be able to get the building work done, and uh, we're getting the building renovated now. Um, That's impressive. Uh, so the other day, the the safes came out, and so there's a, there's an actual safe room, but we can't what would normally happen would you'd ring a scrap man because there's that much metal uh, and they take it away and weigh it in. And, you know, it would be quids in for them as, as we'd say here, but because they're industrial safes, there's so many banks closed down in this country because everything's going online or the, the bigger towns and everything or do, uh, banking through the post office so they don't need an actual physical branch um, there's an abundance of safes on top of that they're also filled with concrete to weigh them down All and right. asbestos so you know, cough, cough um, oh, so we've had to pay for them um, to actually be removed uh, Wednesday the 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 wall was knocked down the safes were brought out by hand and then lifted onto a crane and put in uh renovating the entire building and uh the downstairs is going to be a community calf which on some days it's going to be pay as you please so people who are really struggling money-wise if they can't afford a five pound meal if they have £2 in their pocket, we're not going to turn them away. Awesome. We're also going to have a community fridge which uh, people can donate into and Lovely. then people can uh, pay a donation to take a little bit out. Uh, you know. Um, and uh, we within that, uh, uh, I've pushed it from the beginning, but we've been working with uh, some pretty um, um, big uh, company, uh, like a, a really good uh, charitable company um, in Newcastle. Um, and they've suggested that we use the Access to Work funding to be able to train people up so they can move into gainful employment. So the idea of the entire centre um because the upstairs will be offices and art studios we're going to have a bike hub um serving coffee food have restaurant nights have cinema nights and things like we already have a community center in the village and we don't want to push that out but we we are um we've got a different focus rather than just being a community center it's a wellness and enterprise center so the way i think about it in my head is if you're knocked off your feet and you're struggling to get back up we will get you back up Awesome. We will then also dust you off and then we will uh, push you into the interview um, or we will help you set up your own business uh, and hopefully uh, it will A, be a destination for people to come to and B, it will help people who are really struggling and the people who just want to change a little bit, kind of like what you, you do with the, the support and that. We will help them to write their first business plan or we will even or help them to... Um, hire reasonable offices and things like that as well so um uh I've, I've mentioned today about having a support group for people with hidden disabilities about uh employment and uh, working with that because uh, i'm and it, it, with my charity i'm actually applying for my first big grant um but it's it, it's an art grant um but i'm i'm titling it as an isolation buster and uh, it's multifaceted i'm only hiring people with hidden disabilities right. Um it's gonna have a social aspect to it and asocial aspect to it. Because one thing that really annoys me is when people say autistic, that means you're anti-social. No, we're asocial, you idiot. Um <laughs> anti-social is where antisocial is where you're against anybody socializing. A social is where you can socialize. In the right circumstance, um, so I've got a, a photographer that's got Emmy who's going to do a virtual session. Um, I've got the Willow Weaver who makes coffins. Uh, she's going to come and uh, do uh, several um, Willow weaving sessions. I've got to meet her tomorrow. I'm putting in a heritage trail, and um, uh, I've uh, I've met a uh, an artistic cinematographer again through Pam Lawrence's company. Um, and he's going uh, to put uh, some short films together for us to help promote it and promote the individual businesses. Yeah. And then as well, we're going to make some small crafting uh, boxes um, to be able to give to people who, A, are still isolated and, B, just do not want to socialise or are very, very asocial. Um, and we're going to link this in with the bank as well. Uh, it, it, we, if you want to follow it on social media, it's dead simple. It's The Bank Chop Well. Nice um so yeah uh, uh, that's more of a plug uh, for that than anything else but yeah oh, we it, love it we
0: love it we'll, yeah. we'll plug anything you got you 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 are doing some great things and yeah. we are loving it thank Sounds you Sounds
2: fantastic and, and mm.
1: we want to thank you will uh for being with us today uh <laughs> it's, it was fantastic honestly uh i like you i think you're all right <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's so much i want to talk about but there's you know it, we're all just limited by time to a point and uh yeah the, there is the the uh the woodworking aspect uh, there's the autism aspect but there's that as i say it's that acceptance as, uh, aspect and uh, i think what i said uh, before we actually started recording was you don't necessarily even have to understand it um to accept it um but tr- accepting it is the first step um learning about it and trying to comprehend it's the next um uh, have i got time for one last story about this <laughs> and it's a, it's about the educational side yeah,
0: of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's,
2: yeah. Um, i'll try and make it as short as possible so we in england we have a limit of how many uh, paracetamol um uh i think i think you'd call it tylenol in the states uh, okay. uh um you know just a basic painkiller uh and uh we're only allowed to buy two boxes, so 36 maximum at a time, just in case we overdose and everything. So I went to our local um, convenience store and uh, I said... Um, I said to Ginger, can can you have some paracetamol? He said, how many do you want? I said, how many am I legally going to have? I'll have those. I'm just going to grab some bread. And then this woman behind me said, "Um, oh, well, I think it's ridiculous. We're limited on uh, paracetamol, but we're not limited on razors because it only takes one razor, but uh, you'd have to uh, take a few paracetamol. And I went, yes, it actually turns out that you'd have to take between 250 and 300 before it actually uh, initiates an overdose, at which point it puts your body into liver failure, which is about three to four days. Is. now that's if you can potentially keep all these pills down because that amount of chalk in your system you, and at this point i realize everybody in the shop's looking at me went, <laughs> i'm autistic i did the math and um like ginger for
1: the razor i, I wasn't thinking
2: about uh-huh. that. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and ginger behind the counter uh you know he, he's a he's the business owner around here he's he's as anything but he turned around and he said autism is that why you hear voices and i went <laughs> only when people are talking to me i think what you yeah you know, i hear you what i think what you mean is schizophrenia and I, 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 at that point um I, somebody on an autism forum i told this story on an autism forum and they said how offensive how uh, how could you not be angry at him and everything and i said because this might be his first time dealing with somebody with autism or it's his yeah. first interaction with it yeah. and, and like i chose hilarious <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it sounds like a really depressing story but you know it's got that twist at the end um but I actually t- took this moment to try and explain to him as briefly as I could and that's saying something for me um what it meant for me to be autism and I just said I I, I have uh, it's communication I got hyper focused and if I want to know something I research until I know yeah. Um, yeah. He you know, went. All oh, right. Okay. I thought it was where you hear voices. I was like, No, that's a completely yeah, different see, condition. you not be
1: offended. If you're offended, you're not going to take that opportunity to help educate. And uh, that's half the. You know, people. People never want to be called out. Anyway, you know. If they, you know, if that that gentleman, uh, seems like willing to hear. You know. So it's like, uh, but a lot of people, they say, Well, I don't know anything about it. and uh, I don't want to look embarrassed. You know. It's like, oh man, hey. You know, I'm,
2: I'm... Yeah, people don't want to be embarrassed. Uh, John Oliver said uh, said uh, something good when he uh, did a piece on, cons- I think it was conspiracy series, he said, your uncle who's an absolute dumbass, and then later in the piece he goes, now why would your uncle listen to me? I already called him a dumbass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the right. type of British wit that you, you kind of get used to here, but yes, uh, it, it, and that's the difference between uh, awareness and acceptance and education over mm-hmm. anger. Um, but yeah. Awesome.
0: I love it.
1: Thank you,
2: Will. Thank you We've very learned much. a lot from you. Absolutely. I,
0: I hope we can keep in touch. Can we?
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Hey, thanks for hanging out with us while we talked with Will.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. We really enjoyed Will.
0: We also need more guests. Yes, please. <laughs> Sign up to talk about your job on our show.
1: We've made it a lot easier to join us now.
0: Yeah, head to Carveresumes.com. That's carve like carve a name for yourself. C-A-R-V-E, resumes.com. Click on the podcast link. And at the top of that page, there's just a real quick sign up. Your name, your email, and we will get right back to you and schedule your interview.
1: Thanks for being with us. Have a great day.